0: Greetings, folks, and welcome to episode 93 of the Far Beyond Metal podcast. I'm your host and guide on this metal journey, Daniel Cordova. I first want to start by saying, regular formatted episodes will be back next time. So fans of the My First Band segment and the recommendation area will have those back shortly. However, this episode is another special single guest episode with one of my favorite musicians of all time, in Mikey D. Mikey is a legendary drummer who is currently in Scorpions, but, but he was the drummer on King Diamond's first four albums. He's done stuff with Don Dock and Halloween, and of course, he was a member of Motorhead since 1993. With no disrespect to any of the many past members of Motorhead over the years, Mikey D was the Motorhead drummer to me. I got into Motorhead around the time of 2002's Hammered and saw the band three times with him behind the kit. Lemmy was the star of the band, but D is a drum god, and he was impossible to ignore. So this was a hard one for me not to be a fanboy in. He came on to discuss the upcoming live record from the Motorhead Vault, "Louder Than Noise" live in Berlin, as well as his work with Scorpions, that recent article about overnight sensation that was making the rounds, his connection to the wrestler Triple H, my favorite Motorhead song, and more. So before we dive into my chat, here's some of the lead single from "Louder Than Noise" by Motorhead, and I'll let Lemmy introduce it. This
1: one is dedicated to Phil Campbell, and me. It's called "Over the Top."
0: Hello. 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 How are you?
1: Hey, I'm fine. Hang on, I'm, I'm gonna put my my hey. AirPods on. It might sound even better. Hang on one second.
0: All right, you sure? It gives me a little time to do some uh, audio adjustments on my end. So cool. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah. How's that? Great. Sounds does sound better. It's amazing. That's those better, huh? Those dopey little earpod things can just be a world of difference in this whole scenario we're in.
1: I know the new ones are just amazing. I love them. Oh,
0: do you have the new model?
1: Yeah, the new ones that are uh, noise reduction and all that shit.
0: How do you like the, like, the uh, interchangeable little nubs? I've never been fond of those on, on uh, earbuds. Which ones? The those are the ones that have like the little rubber things that you can change in and out, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, that's the one I have. The new ones, the new. I did not like the the old ones; they were too hard Ah, for my ear. But these ones are much better, and the noise canceling, and you know, no, they they've just been great.
0: Now, do you ever use them as like kind of a a a cheap alternative to monitors if you're playing? Like if you're playing along with something? No, no. I figured.
1: I. Uh, I have some special made-in-ear ones that are uh, way better. But I mean, you know, in in an emergency, I I guess it would work.
0: (laughs) Mm. Um, So how have you been during this whole weird last year that we've all been in?
1: Well, what can I say? Uh, We have been uh, working on the Scorpion records very hard here basically the whole fall since uh, late summer. So I've been flying up and down here from Sweden to Germany, which is not very far, but, but at least uh, I've, been, I've been traveling a little bit. And uh, we've been doing uh, two-week shifts down here, if you will, and uh, just working hard on the record. And I'm back now here in Germany. I'm in quarantine. It's the fifth day. And I'm going absolutely crazy tomorrow. <laughs> I'm doing another COVID test. Uh, and uh, of course, that's going to come out negative And I'm uh,
0: free to leave. Cool. And uh, how have you been keeping busy during this your quarantine? Lots of movies or shows or something?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all you can do. I'm watching. I brought my box set of Family Guy. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, my favorite show. Uh yeah, and, and doing some other work, you know. The, a few hours every day has been going at uh stuff I, I uh, I'm catching up on. So it's not a it's not a disaster.
0: And and we'll we'll definitely come to um the new motorhead live show, but I wanna kinda touch on the Scorpions a little bit. Mm-hmm. I, I read that you were initially just filling in. How did you become a permanent member um of the band? Well uh
1: the official deal and what actually happens is a little bit different. But I did join the guys uh, exactly five years ago now, in March uh, 2016. They they called me in to uh, be a standby, basically, for James. They 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 had a little bit of problems with him, and they asked me in for this this European leg here, especially Germany, that was completely sold out. And and they were a little bit worried about James. And uh, so I, I tagged along. And uh, James played great, so I never had to step in. He's a great drummer and, and he shaped up, I suppose. and But we did get to rehearse a little bit in between those three and a half weeks that I was out with him secretly.
0: We did rehearse
1: a little bit and then I went back to Sweden and uh, they called me in and said if I wanted to finish up the year, because we had a full year of touring, 16. And uh, and I said, yeah, of course, you know, and they wanted to to uh, help James out to make sure he got well and stuff. So, but we we basically just started off that tour in U.S. it was. We did a little residency in Vegas. I remember for two weeks, and uh, we did a couple of festivals and 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 traveled around a little bit in the U.S. and and they just told me that, you know, uh, he's not coming back. We 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 want you, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, but it didn't get official till September when we were in South America. So a few months went past there, but that's fine, you know. It doesn't matter. They wanted him to to get well, of course, and, and me too. And uh, we were just tagging along, you know, and we clicked very well. And personally, I thought, okay, I'm going to bring a little bit of motorhead into to Scorpions. We, we got to get a little pow- more powerful. And uh, I think it worked. It worked out great, you know, We got tighter and harder. And we all had so much fun. And, you know, we known each other for, for years and years. Before this, of course. So. But it is a little different to step into a new family, if you will call it that, you know, and, and for them also to get a new member into the band, you know. So there's a few adjustments you gotta you gotta do, and and, and it all went great.
0: And, and speaking of bringing Motorhead in, you guys covered uh, Overkill there for a bit, or like did a bit of yes, it before Drum Solo. How did you guys land on uh, Overkill of all Motorhead songs?
1: Well... <laughs> I give Klaus that one because my idea was to, when we were going to South America, I said, what if we play a motorhead track down here? They're going to go absolutely bananas because we were insanely popular down there and uh, doing Brazil and Argentina and Chile. They're so hot headed somehow, you know, they just so into it, so fantastic. Uh, crowd we had down there with Motorhead, so I said it could be a good thing just to do a tribute, and uh, they would really appreciate that. And it, it'd be kind of funny with me sitting behind the drums in Scorpions playing, you know, a Motorhead track, because <laughs> we were we were there just a year or so before with Motorhead, so it it could be it could be okay. I figured, and 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 then I I I was telling Klaus and. Boys, I said, look, okay, I'm going to listen to a few tracks that I think would be a good option to play. But I was thinking more, maybe Chase is better than The Catch or, you know, something more, maybe a little bit more melodic and groovy, if you will. And and Klaus came to me just a few days later and said, "I I checked out some songs too, Mickey. And I think I found a perfect one to do and, and I, I go, okay, what? And and he said, Overkill and I go, Overkill? That's the last one I thought you wanted to do, you know? I would love to do Overkill. But we actually uh, did it great. I, I really, really liked that and the audience were uh, shocked, I say, say about it. We, we kept it in for a few years because they loved to play it and I remember the guys coming to me and saying, Oh, how do you think it sounds? How are we doing it, Mickey? You know, you've been doing that fucking song for 25 years. And I said, I think we do it perfect. And uh, of course, there were some fans out there that go, Oh, that's a shit version. It doesn't sound like Motorhead. And I go, That's the whole point, you idiots. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no one can sound like Motorhead. If Scorpions try to sound like Motorhead, it will be pathetic. We gotta do a cover and do scorpions doing a motorhead song. I said to Klaus, do all your Klaus Minus shit in there, you know? It has to sound like Scorpions doing this song. And you do it perfect. I thought it was perfect. Yeah. Uh, we we only do this for the respect to Lemmy and to the band Motorhead. And it's a great song to play. And we give the audience something they did not think was going to happen, you know. So I, I said, it's it's just a win-win deal here, you know. It's it's, And we had Lemmy on this huge production uh, IMAX screen behind us, you know. And you could see all these badass, tough-ass fans and bikers and stuff. They're crying in the front row, you know wipe in their e- tears from their faces and you know it was very emotional and and so i thought it was a great thing to do and and uh i really and and i'll tell you 99.9 percent of course really appreciated that and then you always have a few dumbasses that go oh it doesn't sound like motorhead at all you guys do a shit version and and you know well fine you know if if you can't see beyond that it's ridiculous you know
0: like, I get the Klaus and Lemmy sounded completely different, but I've seen bootleg versions of it online, and I think it's really fucking cool. Um, yeah, I think it's great. I said, Klaus, do all
1: your, your Klaus Minor screams and bells and whistles. And, you know, we are not going to try to sound like Motorhead because we're never going to do that. And, and then it'll be pathetic. We, we want it to sound like Scorpions playing a, a Motorhead song that's the whole idea with this you know and and it was great
0: uh fingers crossed you guys have another vegas residency coming up with everything kind of being weird right now what do you think the likelihood of that happening is
1: well you might as you might as well ask me about the cooling system on the space shuttle you know what i mean that's my next question Uh, so
0: if you've got that locked and loaded we can cover that next
1: (laughs) I'll, I'll I'll explain the cooling system how that works on, Sick. The, on the space station. Yeah, no. To tell you the truth, uh, I I can't say yay or nay here. You know, I really really was hoping that we could pull this off in May. Uh, I doubt it, and uh, I don't know what's what the talks are about uh, moving it to late summer or maybe possibly early next year. That's that's. We are going to do it. Mm -hmm. That's no doubt about it. But when it's happening, it's kind of up to the country, you know?
0: Uh, To change gears, just back to, you know, Motorhead stuff, uh, Louder Than Noise, the live album from Berlin, uh, is a set from 2012. Uh, Why now for the release of the show and why this show in particular?
1: Well, we had a couple of, we have so much recorded material over the years. And uh, we know there is a, we know there is a demand out there and people are missing Motorhead. Uh so why not, you know, to put a great live show together. I think we can put several live shows together and and keep them coming, you know. It's just another release for uh from Motorhead in, in in a way. You know, the band doesn't exist anymore, but that doesn't mean we cannot we still work in the trade the the name and the trademark and and uh and you know, it's it's some great shows that we'd like to share. And and then of course you always have these guys that go, Well, you're just trying to to pump money out of this and, and making money and poor Lemmy is turning himself in the grave and that's not the deal at all because this generates basically nothing in money. This is just a gift to our fans. If they if they want to buy it, they buy it, you know. Mm-hmm. I, it's just an option and we have so much recorded great materials and this particular song, uh show we uh, when we looked over the the set list which you will see there's a lot of songs we played that we didn't play very often you know actually some of them we never played again you know so the 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 variety of songs is is really good for that show so we figured okay and uh the the circumstances around it with the recording wise it was never recorded to be be a, an album or a dvd or anything but the quality was was good enough to to work on a little bit and uh camera web's been been mixing it and uh, it turned out totally great you know so why not
0: now, did you guys record all your sets? Like, why do you have so much material? Is it just happenstance?
1: No, we no. I can't say we recorded everything, but there was a few shows that that were special. I mean, there's quite a lot of them that we that we did record for different reasons. Uh, maybe we had a an option with a portable studio in this city, and we said this is a special show for this reason or that reason, and. And we call in a little bit more sophisticated gear and we recorded it what we were going to do with it we had no idea but at least we had some material uh, in the future that we could uh uh, you know do something with
0: and uh this show was recorded in germany and the the last you know set with lemmy from clean your clock was also in germany as was yes believe everything louder than everything else could have that one wrong there's anyway uh you've had like motorheads had a rather you know tight connection with germany why do you think that is well
1: it just became very natural in a way because as you probably know we had our little ups and downs in the mid to late 90s a lot of countries uh were very difficult to play to to be able to tour not because the fans were were failing us, but promoters didn't bring us to certain countries. But even in the tough days in the 90s, Germany was the country that basically kept us alive. We could do a full German tour, which is a lot of shows here. Uh, If I remember right, we could do up to 20 shows here in Germany, take the weekend off and, and do the same 20 shows. And it was sold out, you know? So they really kept us alive, and we kept coming back to Germany every single year. We always did German festivals, a lot of them, and then in the fall, we always did uh, a full German tour when we did the European tour. So I don't know. It, it, we just had a certain, certain connection to, to, to Germany, and uh, rightfully so, they, they really, really kept us alive in I would say mid to end of, of the 90s when it was quite difficult to tour. And I remember South America was, was basically impossible to tour without losing your ass. And and, uh, and we were away from France for a long time, which was so frustrating because we have so many great fans in, in France, but the promoters were just not take, bringing us down there.
0: And you just said something I didn't really – that I've kind of connected dots in my head regarding my personal, like, um, fandom of Motorhead is I first became aware of Motorhead in, like, 2001, 2002 with the song The Game, uh, Triple H's theme oh, okay. song, which Bye. comes at the tail end of this this dark period you were uh, just mentioning. Did you guys feel resurgence mm-hmm. due to connection with wrestling around that time, or was it just – a coincidence that you guys did the theme song and then kind of had a, another, a second coming of sorts or third or fourth coming, you know, but no. had a long career.
1: No, not really. It was actually Triple H that asked for us. He, he wanted us to, to do this song uh, for him. And uh, I remember that, you know, we have never really been a band that uh, been involved Especially not in WWE, you know, or or anything like that. Maybe not so much in the sports world, you know, that some some other bands been very successful in. But we thought this was a challenge, and uh, it was a great. Just such a wonderful man, and the whole organization there was uh, amazing. So Lemmy and and Triple and me and Phil and we became really really good friends and. Uh, and to tell you the truth, it did great for us because it's a very young generation that are so involved in 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 their in the in the w w e you know so we we got we got the chance to play in front of teenagers again and and you know because triple h thought we were the coolest, they thought we were cool and they started listening to us they gave us a chance you know and 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 so many young youngsters caught on and go, wow, Modet is badass. And, you know, so it was a great thing. And, and I'm really glad that we could do it. And, and obviously they liked what we did for them. So, again, it was a win-win situation for both of us.
0: I mean, that's what worked for me. Like, Hammered was my first album from you guys, um, right. which was around that time. And he's actually on a song on that album. How was he in the yes. studio on serial killer I believe it is
1: yes serial killer I, I don't know I wasn't there when he was doing his part but uh he's a professional come on he's he's just uh, good at everything he does to tell you the truth he he's so professional and such a humble and nice guy to to hang around or work with or whatever just you know, he was one in the family. He still is in the family, the motorhead family, he'll always be. And, and uh, I remember Lemmy really, really caught on to him as, as as a good guy, you know, and really liked him a lot. And Triple showed up at uh, Lemmy's funeral in L.A., as you know, and mm-hmm. had a speech as well. So, you know, it, it's it was great respect from both sides and a good... Good camaraderie and and we we created some some good stuff together, so
0: you know that was about it um as as i've kind of alluded to i'm a a, a huge fan of the band, and honestly, like your ear of the band is really special to me, and a song that um I've always credited as my favorite song of yours is in the name of tragedy uh could you tell okay. me how that song came to be because i mean it's it's one of my favorites from when you guys are playing it live, and it's just I I fucking love that song. I can't even explain it.
1: Oh, oh, that's good. It's good to hear. Well, to tell you the truth, since I joined the band and when I actually started writing the music together with Phil and and Lem, and it was on Bastards, as you remember, Mm -hmm. and we wrote Burner, which was a double bass drum, fast motherfucker, really, you know listening back to it and, and checking out some live shows we did with Burner in the early days. I mean, holy shit, that thing is on fire. And then the, we would, when we did Sacrifice, we did the song Sacrifice. I, I actually wrote most of that and, and uh, it's a, just to do a different type of song. And in the name of tragedy is the same type of song going from double bass to single bass, double bass, single bass it moves up and down. Uh, it's very hard, but it's still fairly melodic, if you will. And uh, you can still stomp your, your feet to it. So I think every record had one of these, uh, you know, crash crashes in a way. You know, that's what we were trying to do, at least.
0: And I know when uh, you guys did play it live, that's usually when you integrated a drum solo. Was that song on the set list for the drum solo, or did you guys kind of try and figure out a song that would work with it, like, after the fact? Like, how did no, adding a drum no, solo to a set work for you?
1: Yeah, no, no, the song was in the set. We, always, we wanted, if you're talking tragedy now, it, yes. it was definitely in the set. It's just how we put the set together. It would work really good. And, you know, I did the the solo coming out of Sacrifice as well, in the middle of of Sacrifice, where we have that breakdown. And then after the solo, we go back into Sacrifice.
0: Uh,
1: It just works really well with, with a song with double bass drum, and it's up and pounding, you know, and it was just a natural thing. So, of course, when we did the set, we moved songs around to make it fit a little better. And usually after the solo, we would do you know, just because you got the power, or, or something a little bit slower, you know, or gasmetron or something like that.
0: Um, speaking of Inferno and that kind of era, sort of, uh, it came out recently that you weren't super stoked about the acoustic stuff on Overnight Sensation or the kind of the poppiness of it, and well, uh, go ahead. I I have to correct a little bit on that. Sure. Uh, I I was
1: super stoked over everything there on Overnight Sensation. And and what I wanted to reflect on, because some of the magazines I saw after that wrote, they basically take the headlines and go, Motorhead was fighting a lot. No, we didn't fight a lot. We argued a lot. But my point was that we always argued in a really, really healthy way. It was never under the belt. And we always had arguments all the way up to the last day, but it was great arguments. That's what made us strong. Mm-hmm. That's what, what, what made us special. When people go, you know, the three of you, you know. Well, that's exactly what it was. It was three very strong characters in the same band that had a will from hell but we never had a fallout. We always argued and worked ourselves through all this stuff. And when it comes to to overnight sensation, there was a lot of acoustic guitar going on. And me and Phil were saying, hey, it's just gonna be too, too weak, you know? It's just not gonna be hard enough. And Lemmy was into a little uh, period where he really, was playing a lot of acoustic guitar himself and he wanted acoustic guitar on a lot of these songs, and which is great. <laughs> it sounded fantastic, but it was just not hard enough. Mm. And he totally agreed on that. As soon as the mix was ready, he also said, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess it was good. We didn't, you know, mellow it out too much. You know, it has to be Motorhead. He was the really critical guy. so sometimes I could see something before Lemmy and sometimes Lemmy could see something before me or Phil. So that was the whole magic with the three of us working together. But it's, it's really sad to see some magazines just taking a headline. Uh, Mickey D says the band was fighting a lot. No, we didn't fight a lot. We, we didn't fight at all, actually. We, we had arguments and there was healthy arguments which showed how you should work together. And he was always within the full respect. And we made things move forward, you know, together. And that's that, that was my point with what I said. And, uh, and he, Lemmy came up to me and said, I don't know how many times, Mickey, we're not writing a new Rush record. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, and because sometimes I could come up with some shit that was not Motorhead. Basically, you know, it was way too, not complicated, but it didn't fit as Motorhead. And then uh, Lemmy could say, you know, what do you want me to sing to that? You know, you should do that for your solo record, but it's not Motorhead. And the same thing goes for me telling Lemmy that, look, this song, if we play this acoustically, it's not going to be that good. It's not going to be hard, Lemmy. It's a great song. And... And he totally agreed on on that eventually, but of course we had arguments about it. But I just don't like when headlines are being written, and then later down in the in the in the article you can see, okay, oh, is that what he meant? But it's kind of sad when they just write a stupid headline. Of course, Mickey says Motorhead fought a lot. <laughs> My fucking ass. <laughs> we we never we, we never fought a fighting like that at all. We we just were we were moving forward and we had arguments in the studio. And my point was, can you see how strong we became by discussing, discussing and arguing in the healthy way to be able to move forward and make the right things here? You know, mm-hmm. it was not just one person. I never said to let me look, that's it. This song is going to be on the record. And let me never said, look, it's my way or the highway. We always worked together and it made us stronger for every record. And and for every year we were hanging out together. So that was my whole point. But I I I was really disappointed seeing some of the headlines out there going, uh, you know, that that we were arguing and shit and, and fighting. It, it sounded really bad until you wrote, uh, were reading the article and then you realize, Oh, okay. You know, but that's, that's normal shit. That's suppose.
0: understood. Um, so disregard. Alrighty, Mike, well, I will let you go to your other call. Thank you so much for talking to me today. It's an absolute honor. Um, and I have what I've heard of the live album. I've really enjoyed. I'm looking forward to the rest of it. And, uh, you know, hopefully when things normalize again, I can see out with scorpions or anything else you're doing. Um, yeah, so you, you have no idea how much this means, but thank you so much.
1: Thank you very much, and hopefully we can get back to normal and uh, come around and play for you soon.
0: That'd be great. All right, you have a good rest of your evening.
1: All right, you too. Ciao. Bye. No,
0: Louder Than Noise live in Berlin will be out on April 23rd via Silver Lining Music and Motorhead Music. You can pre-order it now at motorheadmusic.store. Then keep up with Mikey D at Mikey D official on Instagram and Facebook. Then as always, I'd like to invite you to head over Podcast.com. There, if you're in a band, you can send me your stuff. You can find all the social media for me as well as past episodes and the store link. Then of course, the theme song is Far Beyond Metal by the band Strapping Young Lad from their album, The New Black, courtesy of Century Media Records and Devin Townsend himself. Thank you for listening. A Catbox production.